Secrets of the Sire. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of Secrets of the Sire. We talk comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern, on the Sire Studios Digital Network. That's secretsofthesire.com, siredigital.com, youtube.com slash Studios, facebook.com slash secretsofthesire, and twitch.tv slash secretsofthesire. You can download us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, iHeartRadio, everywhere podcasts can be downloaded. You can find us. Tonight, Disney Plus debuts the Batman casts, and we watch more Watchmen. As always, I am your host, Michael Dolce, welcoming you. As always, by my side is Mr. Hassan Godwin, Lord of the Live Stream. How do you feel? You, you, you got it. You, you got your Disney Plus. It was all for you. <laughs> yes, at long last. Star Wars is being pumped into my house directly, yes. right, right into my eye holes. Um, and uh, it is a dream come true. I wish that many other people could have lived to see this. Um, my, uh, my friend uh, Rudy. I don't know. Actually, Rudy's not dead. None of them are dead. But, um, <laughs> but I don't know well, them anymore. I'm happy so, to like, hear that. Technically, I'm, glad, I'm glad to hear yeah, that. I'm technically, to, hear to me, they're dead. But, I mean, they're not dead. Um, but I don't talk to them anymore. But this is what we used to talk about when we used oh, to Oh, so they're just dead to you. Yeah, they're dead to me. Yeah, that's it. Totally acceptable. Yeah. Totally acceptable. But, I mean, look, I wish, I wish this is what we used to talk about. We used to talk yeah. about, like, new Star Wars just coming straight to your house. You wouldn't have to do anything or, or you know, go We had that in the 80s. It was the Christmas special and the Ewok no, special. No, no, Michael. Right to my house. No, we didn't. No, we didn't. As, no. as cool as... Star no. Wars beamed straight to your house is, and we'll talk about it uh, a lot more in our next segment. Uh, the big Disney Plus excitement in our household is the Toy Story movies uh, that my three-and-a-half-year-old is actively consuming. I forgot how children consume things. It's the same thing over and over again, especially three-and-a-half. He wants to watch the exact same movie he just saw, and he wants to watch it again, like, right after. And then he wants to watch it again, like, right after. And he's like, can I watch the Toy Story movie? And I'm like... I miss having that kind of energy. Isn't that, ama- like, isn't that amazing? Like, I could watch something and I will like, still, I'm good for I, seven years. I will, <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, me too, <laughs> like, unfortunately. Like I will good. still do that with music, though. There will be some, there are some songs that oh, I will music, yeah. and just, sure. and just listen to it all over again. But sure. not, sh- not, like, full-scale... No. Not full-scale movies and television shows. Like, you know, I've already seen it. No, okay. no. So Time for dinner. Well, Time we will... We will consume our Disney Plus uh, next segment, but we're going to start with our Sire Bites. Today's topic, we start off with Kevin Feige breaks silence on the Scorsese attack. It's unfortunate. Uh, So, you know, long uh, long story short, in early October, Oscar-winning filmmaker Martin Scorsese, this comes from Hollywood Reporter, stirred up a storm uh, when he kind of went on his uh, barrage against Uh, Marvel Studios and Marvel Films. Uh, It isn't the cinema of human beings trying to convey emotional, psychological experiences to each other, he said. Uh, He also went on to publish an op-ed talking about a lot of different uh, topics as to how it's killing cinema and uh, its theme park, you know, theme park movies. These are made for theme parks. Um, The only person that has not said anything up to this point was Kevin Feige up until now. He talked to Hollywood Reporter. I think it's not true. I think it's unfortunate. 
I think myself and everyone who works in these movies loves cinema, loves movies, loves going to the movies, loves to watch a communal experience in a movie theater full of people. Um, while audiences have flocked to these films, Scorsese argued there is no real stakes. Uh, what's not there is revelation, mystery, or genuine emotional danger. Nothing is at risk. The pictures are made to satisfy a specific set of demands, and they are designed as variations on a finite number of themes. Uh, we never really talked about this much when it was kind of happening because there was just so much other stuff going on. So uh, it's kind of nice of Kevin to uh, throw us a bone and, and, and comment so we can kind of like, revisit it. We can talk it. about it because it's nonsense. The whole thing is nonsense. It's nonsense. Here, here, here's the thing, though. I know, you're, I know what you're going to say. I know you know what I'm going to say. But part of, me, part of me sits there and says, he's not necessarily wrong. What he's actually talking about is the death of the middle funded movie and that you know that's that's really what he's talking about you're either making a low budget horror movie for four million dollars if you're hollywood or you're making a mega blockbuster for 200 million because nothing else it's really not the marvel films that are killing it it's tv that's killing it right this is what i'm saying i'm not even saying that scorsese is wrong i just think the argument is nonsense hot take hot take Scorsese's no. not. Scorsese's just feeling what Scorsese feels. Scorsese's yeah. got a right to call whatever he wants cinema in his own mind. He's eight. Not only is he an elder statesman. Yeah. Not only is he a a a proven expert at the craft. You know, he's mm -hmm. a he's a he's a storied, um, accomplished, um, purveyor of right. the craft that he's talking about, which gives him more of a right than you and I do about talking <laughs> about cinema, right? But also, he, he's an elderly man. And it's and not he's a, a get-off-my-lawn guy right now. It's not, a sure. disparaging, it's not a disparaging mark, remark to call him an elderly man. He's an elderly man who does not appreciate or does not, does, does not adhere to or um, uh, you know, does not agree with the morals and the uh and the uh the, the sensibilities of yeah. modern of modern purveyors of the same art he thinks that you know i mean look he's just he's an older person i mean to to trivialize it as as best as possible he's an old person saying i don't like the kids music today <laughs> yes. i mean that's really just what it is and that's <sighs> fine no no but again he, it's not just that though it's 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 like saying I don't like the fact that we now have CD players. I don't like the fact that we now have, you know, Napster. I don't like the fact so that you know, what? you know what I mean. Because I think why he's would, really rallying. Why would he he's, have to? Yeah, I know. Why would well, he have to appreciate yeah. it? Why would he have to? Why would he? Why would he have? Why does he have to appreciate it? The, uh, why does no, he, he have to like it? I know. Why does he? Why? why well, do that's he that's care? the thing that gets me too, though. Is everyone's like ah, bruh, f you. You know, that's, that's the I'm difference saying. these days. You know. Like social media is just like, oh, how dare you? They did the same thing to Bill Maher. Um, and, and it's a hot, it's a hot, look, he doesn't, this guy does not like our movies. When <laughs> today's he, when today's they, social when media is like, don't give him a platform. <laughs> don't give, don't give Scorsese a platform. Your platform. And, 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 and that's what I'm talking about. Like we're going to, we're going to negate your entire catalog of accomplishments because we don't like the one thing you said yeah. about modern films. Yeah. It's asinine. Yeah. It is absolutely asinine. If he does not like, if he does not think he's not, he's got no power to take right. anything away from us. Right. If we love these films and we think that they're cinema, that is enough. They're going to continue. He cannot stop them from happening. He could just, all he can do is yeah. tell us how he feels about it. 
and we could decide we respect his feelings and we're still going to go see Endgame. Or we, we, you know, or we agree with him. The, the and we're cool not going to go see Endgame. And that's, right. I mean, either one's not going to hurt. It's not going to hurt uh, <laughs> Disney. It's not going to hurt either of us, you know. Yeah. So I don't understand why, personally, I know why we're talking about it. And I understand. And, and it's fine. We're yeah. going to talk about it because it's, it's well, actually, for the mill. Let me tell you right now. I don't now. understand why it's a story. I don't the get cool why it's part a story. About this, no, but the cool part about the story is, uh, well, hey, it's, it's modern journalism, which is basically like high school gossip, which is great. Uh-huh. It's like, did you hear what he it's, said? Did you hear what she said? Did you hear what she said about zines. that? They're yeah. all zines. They're, they're yeah. just, it's pathetic. Yeah. It's, but modern journalism is pathetic. That's my hot take. The cool part about the article, though, is that Feige started talking a little bit more about uh, some of the stuff that's going to be happening on Disney Plus. See, this is our Disney Plus episode. We got it. We got. It. I got it for free, by the way, because I got Verizon. See, they they know what they're doing, Disney. Um, it's unlike any. Uh, he's talking about WandaVision. It's unlike anything we've done before. It's described as having 1950s sitcom roots. So that's something a little bit extra we didn't know. I don't know if I want to know that, but um, he also is talking about the development of Miss Marvel, She Hulk, and Moon Knight. All three will appear on the big screen after their Disney Plus debuts. Uh, which is the exec confirmed. So uh, that's pretty cool. And finally, he talks about The Eternals. Um, it's a very big movie. It's a very expensive movie. And we are making it because we believe uh, in uh, Chloe Zhao's, is it? Yeah, Zhao. Zhao's vision. And we believe in what these characters can do. And we believe we need to continue to grow and evolve and change and push our genre forward, considering no one really has even heard nor care. Even if you heard about these characters, you don't care about them. So kind of some cool little. You know, a little extra information about stuff coming up uh, thanks to Scorsese. All right, this one, this one really, I thought was, this is fascinating. And uh, uh, first, kudos to James Massia for uh, texting me about this to, to, to notify me. Celebs come out against CGI casting of James Dean in new film. Uh, this is from page6.com. James Dean is set to star in upcoming Vietnam-era drama Finding Jack despite the fact the iconic actor's been dead for over six decades. The production company obtained the rights to Dean's image via his estate. It has the estate's blessing. Um, but uh, obviously several uh, celebrities have, have kind of come out against it. Uh, we feel very honored that his family supports us and will take every precaution to ensure his legacy as the one as one of the most epic film stars to date is kept firmly intact. The family views this as his fourth movie a movie he never got to make. Uh, They basically said the co-director, Anton Ernst, told uh, The Hollywood Reporter the casting department searched high and low for the perfect character to portray the role of Rogan, which has some extreme complex character arcs, and after months of research, we decided on James Dean. (laughs) I love that. I love that. We decided to to cast this guy who's dead for for six decades. I got to be honest with you. The part that both appalls me is the obvious part, but the part that excites me is, can we finally get a young Indiana Jones movie now? Why can't we? Why can't we? I want Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones in his 30s. Let's do it. You, you really you really want to have this conversation? Do you, is, that, is that what you really want to do? Yes, or do you I just, want... Do we just move on from this before I... 
before I start to open my mouth about it, can we just peacefully move on? From Chris Evans nonsense? said, uh, I'm sure he'd be thrilled with eye-rolling emoji. He went on, this is awful. Maybe we can get a computer to paint us a new Picasso, Picasso or write a couple new John Lennon tunes. The complete lack of understanding here is shameful. Your, uh, your Harrison Ford wouldn't be freaking Harrison Ford. He wouldn't be Indiana Jones because it would, be. it would just be his face. No, 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 but I'm saying you actually, you could do it CGI. You could de-age him, de-age him, have a stunt. Look, stunt doubles have been doing dangerous stunts for years. So what's the difference if, if it's just you, you, you take the stunt double and instead of like the obvious, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm thinking back to Spaceballs uh, when I, when I say this. Why do we want that though? Why do we want these things to go into perpetuity? I don't understand. Well, I don't Harrison understand. Ford's not they, dead. That's what I'm talking about. But you're talking about him never dying, basically. Yeah. Well, okay. Yeah, no. I, no. I'm not saying, I'm drawing the you line. You don't even at, like Kingdom of Crystal Skull. You don't even like that. Which I, part of it that I didn't Ford like. Part it. of it that I didn't like is seeing an old Indiana Jones. Because you're an ageist. That's yes, not I am. the movie's fault. That's your fault. That's it's your the problem. Same, it's the same. Well, but so now we should, put out now a movie we that should, now we should alter me. technology and change the face of filmmaking. And alter the, 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 the notion of posthumous art because you don't like old Indiana Jones. It doesn't, it's nonsense. It's no, this is nonsense. It's nonsense. We looked high and low for the right actor and decided it was James Dean. Are you high? Is that, that's a genuine soundbite from a, from a yeah. movie executive. Yeah. That is the most asinine thing I've ever heard of. Over I've under, of. over under on how quickly it gets canceled. Like I feel like I feel like uh, will it will it reach produ- will it actually reach production? Will it be filmed? Oh, one way and or then, another. And then one way or another, they're gonna go through with it. Over. Think no, so? One way or another, they're gonna go through with it. Will it be received well? No. Let me tell you right now. If they pull it off, though, I mean, it it, it will. Yeah, it's gonna be. I, I think it's going to be an event. I think we're all going to. I think we're all going to flock to the theater to see it if they pull it off as as well as they hope to. I'm not saying they will. I'm just saying if they do, mark my words, it will be. I'll go see it. I, I mean, it's, like it's, it's spectacle. That's what I'm talking about. It's a circus. It's not a movie. It's a circus trick. An Andy circus. Hmm. Hmm. What a segue. Later on, we'll <laughs> talk some Batman casting. Dickwad. <laughs> <laughs> Some Batman casting. Hate being on this show. Rumors. <laughs> and when we come back, Disney Plus debuted, Mandalorian debuted, and we talk about the ramifications that first episode, just that first episode, will have on episode nine when we return. Check out the all-new Sire Studios website, sirestudiosinc.com. Find all your back issues for The Sire, Mainstream, Undone, and more, and be on the lookout for news and announcements, convention appearances, and brand-new podcasts coming to Sire Studios. That address again is sirestudiosinc.com.
Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night, 8 p.m. Eastern. So, finally, it happened, Hassan. It happened. Disney Plus launched. Uh, and we get to finally talk about Mandalorian. So, like, after months of, like, it, it's been anticipation, but it's like, I feel like it's like one of those Christmas kind of things where, uh, <laughs> you, you know, Christmas is coming. And you kind of you just put it in the back of your head. Uh, and then, I don't know, like two weeks leading up to Christmas, you're like, when's Christmas coming? And it was here. Question is... Yeah, it, was, it, was a, it was a little weird for me because um, for some reason this year, or mm-hmm. you know, this, in the last, uh, last few years, I guess, for, for maybe good reasons, I haven't been really you know, doing a good job of keeping track of time. Mm-hmm. So um, it just kind of, oh, it's, oh, it's next week. Oh, it's yeah. in two days. Oh, it's five <laughs> days, you know. Oh, it's on already, you know. It's a, it's on this morning. And I watched it. I was getting ready for work uh, in the morning, and I, uh, I on watched Tuesday, it. right, yeah. Yeah, I watched it to, uh, about 6, 6.45 in the morning. Wow. Something like that. I was uh, I wasn't really getting ready for work. I was getting ready to do some work. But, uh, but. <laughs> <laughs> it was about six forty-five in the morning, and uh, you know, so it wouldn't get ruined. Whatever, whatever the big mm-hmm. secret was, yeah, you know, that we we talked about it in the earlier segment that there, you know, this bombshell uh, secret. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't want it to get ruined, so I watched it, and it was uh, it was uh, we'll, we'll, we're we're going to discuss it. What's your What's your? T- <laughs> we're going to talk about it. So this and 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 this is not just a Q and A for you, but uh, we've talked about this before. I, I am a. I, I don't want to use the word diehard fan because I'm not as diehard into the extended universe, but I'm a diehard. Uh, you know, grew up on the original trilogy. Um, you know, prequels consumed them. Uh, and, and consume, but I don't consume all the extra stuff. I don't, I don't, you know, I never got into Clone Wars uh, when it was on Cartoon Network. I never got into, uh, you know, the extended universe in the books or the novels. Uh, you know, I, I, I am, I am more of a geek when it comes to Star Wars than a nerd when it comes to Star Wars. Whereas I, I and again, this is not a disparaging way in any way, shape or form. Go look up our previous episodes and you'll know what our definition of geek and nerd is. Uh, you're more of a Star Wars nerd because you, you're all over all of it, like all of it. Um, so this is like... Ouch, ouch, ouch. Yes, I know. Very disparaging. Uh, yeah, it hurts. Dude. So for me, I can give, I'm going to give you my take. Um, I enjoyed the episode. Uh, I didn't think, I thought there was a little bit of... To, uh, there was a slickness to it that I didn't like in terms of like... Let, let me separate the two things, right? The actual, like, meat of what was going on, the characters, the story, with the look, feel, and sound. And I emphasize the word sound. Um, and I'm kind of going to get away. I'm going to get all my nitpicky criticisms out of the way right now. Um, and these are, these are nitpicky criticisms. This is not like a, I didn't like it because I actually really enjoyed it. Um, I thought it was a little too slick looking in terms of the production quality. I thought it was, it was Rogue One felt... Um, a little grittier and a little grimier. And for the period where this is five years after the empire uh, collapses, I felt that it, it, 
and again, I, oh, it's I, golden age now, man. It's we're getting into new republic territory, yeah, right? Luke I guess and everybody so. is in charge. You I guess know? So. so. Maybe that's maybe that's the explanation. They can't for it. really make it look like it's a disaster because uh, that that kind of puts a to cast a mean glow on a. Uh, you know, on the yeah, you could back. be, and you could be a hundred percent correct, and and uh, but it was the same production issue I had with the prequels as well. But I guess again, it is supposed to be reflective of who's in charge, I guess, and 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 uh, you know, the light side of the galaxy and all this other other stuff, uh, kind of decorating uh, the production feel of it. But that was my one gripe, my major gripe of this entire no John Williams score. A Star Wars, anything Star Wars, and and look, it's no fault. I mean, I don't. He's not even alive anymore. I, I get it. Like, is he right? He's not. He's not alive anymore, is he? No, John Williams is still alive. Oh, is he? We, is don't, he? we don't need to kill John Williams any sooner. <laughs> I just canceled than, John Williams. How about that? Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's. I thought let's, he passed. You away. are going to get crucified, man, for making uh, that mistake. Oh right, my well, God. Oh my, I'm dissociating well, myself. <laughs> now I'm actually even more concerned. Why is he not, why did he not he's super, story? first of all, he's extremely old and he's retiring yeah. after, the, after the Rise of Skywalker. Okay. So he might have been retired by then. Also, he's expensive. He's like super expensive. When, <sighs> when you can get someone who can do it for half the price in perpetuity for however long the show is going to be around. Uh, yeah, it's probably... That's probably the the wise the wiser choice. You know, I guess like, so. I guess Williams so. is is Williams did all nine Star yes. Wars episodes. Yes. And he is the saga. You know, yes. he is the, the the purveyor of the saga. So he doesn't waste his time with this piddly little stuff. He doesn't do it. I know, but there's you know what there's a there's a, a look and feel that I've come to expect from from what I would call a Star Wars film, and there's well, a you sound get that with Rogue One or Solo, and there's a sound to it, and you enjoyed both of those. I, again, but even then, the score mimicked more of that. This score was completely not in the Star Wars uh, theme for me and the, in the Star Wars right. tone. Again, these are nitpicky criticisms. I'm just going to get them out of the way. The actual, they are very nitpicky. The actual episode itself I thought was really enjoyable. Um, I'm very happy that Oberon has uh, seen the light of day. See what I did there? Yeah. Yes, his head got better. Yeah. Well, maybe. Maybe with a helmet on. Wouldn't that be awesome so, if he if he removes his helmet and he's got no yeah, eyes? He's got no eyes like, and his, half his head is crushed. <laughs> you blew my like, mind. If I take this helmet off, my my brains will squish out. So I will just leave his helmet on for the entire run of the show. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know the little things that I I I both enjoyed simultaneously and and got got upset about was uh, seeing uh, the uh, the Muppet uh, being eaten. <laughs> Jabba, Jabba the Hutt's uh, Muppet friend. Oh yeah, yeah. there's a, a something monkey. Yeah. Uh, so you're talking about Salacious Crumb, the yeah. the species yeah. that Salacious Crumb uh, belongs to. Yeah. Uh, I, well, I thought it was a cool little thing to throw in there, uh, but but I was also like, ter- uh, I was also horrified seeing, <laughs> but but not in a bad. Yeah, it was a not in a bad way. You know, like, some, there was some unfortunate stuff in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I can see why. I can see that. I get that. I get that. That's not cool. That's, it's hard to see animals it was, suffer. It, it was, really is. Right, no matter what, right. even, even if they're, 
even if they're even food. if they're yeah even if they're they're fake animals it's yeah. kind of hard to see animals yeah suffer. no i agree so that but you know but so getting back to my original opening in this segment though i am really curious to know your thoughts on the intricacies of the universe here um and how it relates to everything and 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 how it relates to what you expect or were hoping to expect um well, we don't really know any. I mean, like, I know we have to, and it's important to do so. But, I mean, doing a review of the first episode where really nothing happened, I think it looks slick. It looks Star Wars, you know? Mm-hmm. I, didn't, I didn't feel like, oh, man, these guys, you know, this is like someone's, uh, this is someone's fan film. You know, yeah. of, of what Star Wars. Although it did, it did have fan filmy feeling to it, it, it but did. that's just the that's scenario. Okay, that's okay. That's okay. The though. scenario is is it, well, it's okay for you, but I mean, the scenario uh, is very rudimentary. Mm-hmm. You know, um, someone said it was like a, it was like an intergalactic bar hop because like it he just went from bar to bar yeah. to bar. Um. I liked it. I think it, it has a lot of uh, really good potential. I didn't think I was in danger of not liking it. Like I, didn't, yeah. you know, I I didn't go into it like skeptically. Um, I thought some of the dialogue was a little stiff. I don't like um, personally. If you're we're gonna nitpick, I'll nitpick. Um, yeah, I don't like that. tough. I don't like tough guy talk. You know what I'm saying? When my tough guy, like, okay, you know, my one of my to this day now to you know it's retroactive but to right now my favorite action hero is john wick and if you watch he never threatens anyone he never threatens people he never he's there's no bravado he's i mean he's always like kind of weary you know he always wants to you know avoid the fight if if it's all humanly possible but and then he you know he roundly uh succeeds in destroying whoever uh decided to uh to test his metal but he doesn't you know he doesn't make any kind of you know bravado statement of you know this you know the, there's only 10 of you that's not enough you know and none, none of that happens so some characters badassery in my book is always based on how little they say not how yeah. much they say so you know when he was you know when he was basically kind of mouthing off both to Carl Weathers and to uh, 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 what's his name? Uh, Her- Werner Her- Herzog. Although it is badass to, to mouth off to Werner Herzog. Cause I wouldn't, if I, if I ran into Werner Her- Herzog, I'd be like, yes, sir. Absolutely. Sir. Whatever you want. You'd be like, Oh, you want, you want, uh, you want all the money in my wallet? Here you go. Please just go away. <laughs> don't, don't, don't do anything to me. Um, but that that kind of got me the wrong way. I think that dialogue was a little stiff. That dialogue could have been a little more clever, in, 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 in nitpicky uh, uh, science. Mm-hmm. Also, the fact that okay, I could give you, I'll pay you in full imperial credits, or I could pay you half in Mon Calamari money, and he just accepts that. I like half. my calamari fried. Just saying, it's fried. I I, I kind of noticed yeah, that too. Were, though. 
you're not even the 90th person to tell that crap joke, but okay. <laughs> uh, it's just like, okay, you're just going to accept half a payment. Like, right. you know, that's, I didn't get that. Like there I are mean, certain things I just, you know, he alluded, like, to, oh, he alluded to the fact that it's desperate times. So he'll, you know, he'll kind of take what he can get because the Imperial credits might be like the Euro, you know, at this point. Of where course. Just, I mean, like, yeah, the empire's so. gone. Why would you take Imperial money? Yeah. I get it. But then, you know, he, he kind of, Again, he hits him with a little bravado mm-hmm. about like you know give you know the money and whatever, and then as soon as he goes, okay, well I'll pay you half, and you know, in in uh, Zoroastrian money, you know, and he's like, oh okay, yeah. why did you say that before? Now I can make uh, animal balloons, you know, like I mean, what? Okay, what are you what are you gonna do with that? So I, there there was that. Those are my nitpicks. Yeah, that and uh, the Nick Nolte character saying it's impossible to get there on foot. I'm glad you then, brought it up there. I'm like, well, then how'd the droid get there? How'd all those other bounty hunters that you said went there got there? How did all the people end up there? Period. Well, not only that, when they showed them ride there, it looked like normal ground to me. You yeah. know, it was, it was no, and so that's like, the thing. There was nothing. That was the thing I couldn't understand. There was nothing extraordinary about him, no. with the exception of and Joey Stone uh, posted this on my Facebook wall uh, that. They, the monsters that he rode, uh, with the bull or whatever they're called, uh, are from the Ewok made for uh, made, uh, the Battle of Endor TV special. Yeah, that's I guess the reason why he had it. Battle, Battle for Endor. Battle for Endor. Yes, oh. yes, yes. Okay, yes, sorry get about that, that right. Sorry right. About that. You said Star Star Wars, John Williams Star Wars, is dead, and now you Star Wars know that- geek. Star Wars geek. Star Wars nerd. Big difference. Um. Jordy Armengol, I hope I pronounced his name right. Uh, he actually was the only one to put a negative comment. Really, uh, he was—he did not. He thought it was kind of boring. Um, I actually read a review also uh, from the New York Post talking about how the first half was kind of boring. Um, it started picking up after he actually went on the new job. Oh, you mean like it's an actual episode that's establishing itself and right. establishing character and stuff like that? Yeah, right. I know. I love. Those bits are boring, I guess, kids. You know, <laughs> when they when no one's when no one's shooting at you, sometimes I guess you're gonna have to deal with a little, a few talking heads every now and then, kids. I, lo- I loved seeing um, the, the darn act. episode didn't even last long enough to get boring. In my no, it, it, it wasn't a, it wasn't a roller coaster ride the entire time. Definitely, and like like we said. The, that weird Nick Nolte scene where he's learning to ride a, a wild For animal. no reason. It had no bearing whatsoever. Yeah, I mean, I, I get that. But, I mean, look, it's not even going to be on an hour. Yeah. You know, like, if you're sitting there like, oh, I'm wasting my time, then you got attention deficit situation <laughs> right there. You know, I mean, look, you didn't like it. You didn't like it. Walk away. You know? can, we all, but, can, we, can we all agree the IG-88 was, like, the best part of the episode, though? That is not IG-88. That's, IG, that's IG-11. Oh, it's IG-11. Okay, sorry. That is the best part of this entire... Taika Watiti. Yeah. <laughs> I, thought, I know. I, thought, I, I saw his name in the credits. I'm like, what? And then, and then yeah. I found out. I was like, he played... I'm like, oh, he was the droid. Yeah. It was... I mean, look, it was great to, to actually see one of those... Uh, one of the bounty hunter droids. I mean, he's the same droid as IG-88. He's in the same right. droid series. Right. So it was kind of cool to see one of those uh, actually, you know, in action. That yeah. was cool. Yeah, I mean the sequence was cool. Yeah, uh, and then you know that ending is you know that that does make you want to wait, you know, or can't wait till Friday to without, see the you know without spoiling. 
without spoiling. Because we're going to do our non-spoiler review, as I mentioned, and and next week we'll get a little more spoiler-y, possibly. Um, I wasn't going to say anything about it being Edward Cullen. (laughs) Where do you think... (laughs) What do you think that means? And look, I'm putting you in a spot, and I'm also putting you in a difficult position because we're saying no no spoilers Uh because it's only a day old at this point, so we're, we're trying to be fair to people. Uh, F the people. <laughs> no, we're going to F the people next week. <laughs> this week, we're going we're gonna to try to... Is, is, are we looking at the return of a fan favorite, or are we simply looking at the next evolution of a fan favorite? Has to be the next evolution. How could it be a return? Yeah. Yeah. All right. We'll leave it at that. We're not going to go too deep into it. As I mentioned in the first segment, uh, next week is our spoiler-filled review. Uh, I think I mentioned first season, but that's not true because it's going to be one episode, uh, which I love, by the way. I love the fact that this is not a bingeable show. I'm tired of bingeable shows. They don't have enough content yet to give you just to let you all binge it. I know. I'm I mean, okay it'd be because that. it's over. Like the well, not. I, I like binging things, but um, it's uh, it has been you know it it has been uh, noticed or uh, it become become a thing that when you drop something on a Friday by Sunday, everyone's seen it and they're not talking about it anymore by Thursday. So yeah. you know, I, I guess keeping it on week after week after week is a good way to keep it relevant for for all the money that you threw into it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I mean, I don't. I, I, I'm used to binging, man. They sold me this entire streaming thing on binging. Now they're gonna take <laughs> the binging away. No, no, unacceptable. Give the binging back. Real Give quick, back. La- last point here. Brian Phillips had asked. Uh, I feel like there were some major plot holes in the Star Wars universe. Wasn't Django supposed to be the last, last? And does this take place nope. well after his death? Django isn't. Bubba. Django isn't even a Mandalorian. So this right. guy's wrong. I, you know, I was reading up an article on that too, and and they were so to me it is very confusing again because I don't have the context of these other, um, you know, uh, shows. But um, I guess this is this comes from um, uh, boy, I didn't I didn't actually credit where I got this from, but uh, the short version, the Mandalorian. We can make fun of him because we, he doesn't have a name. Were an alien race driven from their home planet that, after going to war with the Jedi over the fate of the Republic, became a pacifist culture for the most part, as well as a significant storyline based around the planet as it was temporarily overrun by a violent separatist group led by Darth Maul. Um, and that's from the Star uh, Wars Clone Wars. Yeah, that's later in the, that's not the evolution of the people, of the Mandalorian people, but that's, that's, that's kind of how uh, the, the Clone Wars ended. That's why Darth Maul is in Solo. Yeah, and he's the, in charge of Crimson Dawn. Apparently, I guess this takes place ten years after the end of the Civil War on Mandalore, which is which is the uh, uh, planet there. And by the, the time of the Mandalorian, so which yes. kind of makes sense, doesn't it? Yes, I don't know. I, a little bit of sense. <laughs> I, I wasn't. I wasn't. I wasn't down. I'm not. What, I'm, I'm. I'm color commentating. <laughs> jerk, <laughs> you, you big jerk. 
All right. <laughs> Let us know what you guys think. Um, you know, again, next week we're gonna we're gonna go a little heavier into that uh, ending, which uh, they said is a universe spoiler or universe game changer. Uh, however, uh, what, what what was the exact quote? Uh, a universe spoiler. So we'll see. We'll see what that does. We'll do that next week. But uh, so try to try to keep it spoiler free. Give us your take uh, on all things Mandalorian. Oh, it's takes. finally here. We will comment right back to you on the Facebook feed. Uh, coming up next, Watchmen, watch, 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 Watchmen, watch, episode four. What I want to feel for Ryan Johnson as a creator is that he turned into the most kick-ass Star Wars script that was going to flip the script on the entire saga. And Kathleen Kennedy and everybody else like, no, oh, we can't do this. You know, what else you got? And then he turns into the, the you know the first draft of the Star Wars fanfic that he did when he was 15 years old. He goes, oh, well, I got this also. And they're like, we'll make this. This is brilliant. <laughs> Secrets of the Sire. Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire. Secrets of the Sire is brought to you by all of our beloved patrons, dedicated fans, Tom Osa, Craig Caruso, Einar Peterson, Matt Byer, Ashley Haikai, Omar Morales, Brian Phillips, Steve Obecki, our program director, Stephanie Dolce, and as always, our Uber fan, Christina Dolce. Uh, as a patron, if you go to uh, patreon.com slash secrets of the sire, uh, join us because we are going to have a live in-store event December 28th uh, at Nike, New York, streaming live only for our beloved patrons. That's right. We're taking away from the public to give to our supporters. It's our end of year gift. It is our episode nine uh, Star Wars spectacular episode coming December 28th. Go to patreon.com slash secrets of the sire. All right, it's Watchmen. Watch, Watchmen. Watch, Watchmen. Watch. Uh, basically, just to just to kind of pull the curtain back, uh, Hassan many many weeks ago was like, "Are we going to do every episode?" Like, you know, we should. We should commit to it. It's a, it's a it's a uh, classic graphic novel. It is it is seen as, uh, at least by me, especially you know, uh, the best, if not one of the best of all time. It's a seminal work and what they're doing on HBO is actually pretty groundbreaking. So we are every week up until this, the uh, season finale, which is what it's eight episodes or 10. I can't, I don't remember which one it is. We're doing Watchmen, watch, Watchmen, watch, Watchmen, watch, 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 So this is episode four. That was my, that was my cutting edge uh, audio. Do you like that? Cutting edge, cutting edge. Watchmen, watch, Watchmen, watch. Uh, episode four, introduce some new characters. Uh, Lady True. Um, it also started to really pull the curtain back on Adrian Veidt, uh, a little bit. I mean, we don't know where he is, but we do obviously know that this is some sort of, uh, prison world, be it virtual, be it physical, be it off world, as you kind of thought, uh, last episode of, of Secrets of the Sire. Uh, it also kind of tied in some chronology, uh, as to, you know, uh, Jean's, uh, Jean Smart's Laurie character, Laurie Blake, Agent Blake, uh, where she was in relation to Regina King's character, uh, you know, and brought back the, the old man a little bit and gave us a, a couple more nuggets into his past. Now, before we get into one thing that you mentioned, I'm wondering if Lady True is somehow connected to, because obviously Vietnam in the graphic novel uh, was a major staging ground for a lot of the plot lines that developed over the course of the series. I'm wondering, though, in the graphic novel, Comedian impregnates a child 
uh, sorry, impregnates her, impregnates a, uh, one of the villagers with a child and then slaughters her. It's assumed the child is dead. I wonder, however, if Lady True... She's too young. It, but is, uh, again... She's too young. She is, but she mentions a grandmother. And she mentions how she promised her grandmother she'd never leave Vietnam. I'm wondering if the grandmother is perhaps the child. And then her children, you know, because it's just clone mania. I'm wondering if the clone madness is that she just keeps, you know, she's making, maybe, maybe, maybe. That, she's making, the girl, the, her daughter is definitely a clone. Right. And she's definitely, whatever she's building is definitely to catch Adrian Veidt once he catapults himself off of Mars or the moon or wherever. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Since she already admits she she bought his company, she's right. running his company for him. So they're just waiting for it. And that whatever whatever she bought that farm for in the beginning to catch yeah. is whatever he launched off of wherever he is. Yeah. You know, I'm wondering what the grandfather has anything to do with this, though. That's the part I don't understand. That's the part that just I know. or the great grandfather. None of us do. None of us do, although, you know, of course he can walk and he's working with her and... Looks a lot more like Louis Gossett Jr. when he's walking. Well, because <laughs> he's got his legs, right? Did not look like him. <laughs> when you're like, that's Louis Gossett Jr. I'm like, what? Yeah, it did. you're just a white guy. You don't know who Louis Gossett Jr. is. That's me. I'm racist. Well, I, I know who he is. Guy. I'm just kidding. Didn't look like I'm just kidding. It did I'm look like ageist. I recognize him I'm right away. Ageist. I don't want old Lou Gossett Jr. I want young Lou there Gossett Jr. There was never a young Lou Gossett name, name the movie where he I, was I young. I can't. I can't even, okay, I, I can't even name you any Lou Gossett Jr. Mo- you know, movies. That's another thing I thought, and although I've neglected to say it. You didn't even watch Iron Eagle? No, I've seen many movies Such that he's in, and I could boy. not for the life of you tell you that <laughs> anything about any of them. All right. Never mind. He was in Roots, man. He was okay, I've seen Roots. Oh, never mind. No, you haven't. Yeah. I'm kidding. I don't I don't want to have this conversation. <laughs> I'm just kidding anyway. What, um, what was the what well, we were talking off air though? What was the plot hole that that got you kind of confused a little bit? The um she she breaks into the uh into the into the uh, what do we have now? What's it, what's the equivalent of the thing we have now? The what do they what do we call that? The uh, ancestry.com, whatever sure. she broke, yeah. she broke into, right. she right. broke into the equivalent of ancestry.com. Right. She put her DNA in. She asked for her, and right. then they, you know, it calls up her great grandfather. I love that they have holograms, but they don't have like cell phones and the internet. Like the don't even me. start. Don't start. Don't. Start. I like. I, mean, I like. There's, I like that as a backdrop, but it's just weird considering yeah. they have holograms. They have telephones that go to the Mars. I mean, right. You know, whatever. Um, right. but you don't need a cell phone. Nobody needs a cell phone. Yeah. So she calls up her family tree and tells her that she's got a, you know, another set of grandparents, whatever. And they tells her about her grand, great-grandfather and that he was in World War I and that he was, you know, that he came home and married his uh, high school sweetheart and they yep. had one kid. And yep. then they got slaughtered. They got right. killed in, the, in the, um, the, the Tulsa massacre right. of 1921. And the computer just gives her that information like there's not a logic jump because if those are her great grandparents and they got slaughtered and their one and only son got killed then how the hell is she she there right (laughs) you know now we know their one and only son did not die but the computer doesn't know that but the computer doesn't know that so it's it just 
there should have been some kind of mention of it would have been better if they were cousins. I know this I know story wise they're gonna go for the they're gonna go for the heart. The heart is to make her, her sure, direct, direct a direct line, yeah. Yeah. But I mean it would make more logic. It make more logical. I mean, and people do that all the time. Solo has like a glaring hole in it. You know, it's like I was like, wait a minute, like and this is right after you know, like you, you put the hole right after the solution. It doesn't make right. any sense. But I mean, you know, you, you just notice that in, in stories all the time. But the first thing you ask yourself is, well, how, how, the, how does the computer just, how does it, the computer square that circle? Oh, you're here. You've just given us your DNA. Your DNA goes trails back to this. These people were slaughtered. I feel like this is... <sighs> It's, it's not it, an AI. It's, it's, AI. it's literally just a. I just know, a, but I mean, it would it would say there's a discrepancy here, you know. Which yeah, it, I, I, it should yeah. acknowledge even a computer like a Y2K bug, like a Y2K yeah, bug or even something. Even a computer you have now would tell you there's a discrepancy. There's something off about. Or the, or it, the, it would update map. it. You know, she's like he's not dead. He's disappeared. Like maybe the computer would actually say that. You know, up, yes. updating or his would, status it, to it would give her a number of possibilities. It well, would give her a number the only of, question you know, though is clone technology also something that is rampant to the general it would mention public. It. We're not supposed to speculate that. It would mention it. Yeah. It, would, it would give us the, the, it would, like I said, it would square its own circle as a computer. It would say, this is a logical leap. Logically, this could not exist. Therefore, here are a number of, uh, of variances on this, on the, on the information that's available sure. that would actually make, the, that would correlate with the evidence that we have. Yeah. And so that, I mean, look, it's a nitpick, but it's just one of those things like, well, you know, the computer's just very casual about, yeah, they're, you're, you're, you know, they're dead, but obviously you're here. You had actually asked me about, about whether or not, now we're four episodes in, if, you know, whether I think the payoff is going gonna, is gonna, to, you know, actually land or not. Yeah. And I was kind of telling you, I'm actually enjoying this show on a much different level. I am enjoying the mystery element. I am wondering if it's going to pay off. I hope it does. I hope that it, it kind of, you know, whatever the reveal is. The reveal at the end of the season, by the way, is Dr. Manhattan's coming. I mean, that's obviously that's, that's going to be the Most last likely. episode. In not, not the reveal, home. but that's going to be one of the big, like, bombshell moments of the season because we're building toward that. But I kind of enjoy this show as kind of like a book that, a comic book that I would just kind of like buy for the artwork because the style of the show is just so compelling like that one shot where she's opening up the uh, trunk and then it immediately cuts to it, her closing the trunk, but it's in a different scene and she's dumping uh, the remnants of the wheelchair into the train uh, to dispose of evidence. Mm. And all the, the, at the exact same time, uh, Trent Reznor's like, score is kind of playing like a you know, very nine-inch Nailsian, uh, you know song is playing in the background. Like, like to me, that alone just keeps me coming back every every week and there is you know because part of it's like okay and if you read the recap not the recap but like the promo for the episode it's like lady true finally makes an appearance i'm like finally what do you mean finally like i don't even know who this character is and she's been mentioned before and if she has i don't even recall uh you know seeing or hearing so it's not necessarily that stuff that stuff is is interesting it's it's this it's this new form of marketing we have where it turns everything into an event that you should be looking forward to. It has to be, even right, if, yeah. Even though, even though you don't know anything about right. it, it just, it just talks to you as though you've been waiting for this, you know, your whole life. Yeah. And then you, you yourself will, like, I, like the computer, like I was talking about, you'll do the math yourself and go, oh, I guess this is something I should, I should be paying attention to. 
And it, you know, then you realize, well, wait a minute, I don't know who this, you know, it's, you're never supposed to think too deeply about any of the modern day um, marketing uh, scams that were, they're being played on us. And I, I, I say it, I disparage it as a scam. I mean it affectionately. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, we're not really supposed to think too deeply on it. Like, I, right. honestly, to be honest with you, everybody's, yeah, fascinated be, everybody's fascinated by the mystery and they want to get to the bottom of it. But if this was Watchmen, would you even be watching it? You know, if it, it you know, maybe, but it would, would have been a hook. It finally, that, it that finally that had boobies. F- it finally had boobies. Yeah. Yeah. We're at the halfway point, by the way. I just looked it up. Nine episodes. Halfway in. Are you, are you buying or selling on this show? Because I'm buying. I'm buying. I'm all in. I love it. I, I love there's the tone. I love the feel. Again, it's, it's a, it's a movies, huh? <laughs> Well, that doesn't hurt, right? Uh-huh. Come on. When you were a kid, hmm. not even when you were a What's kid. What's the key of that sentence right there? Right there. How do you preference that question? Not, I'm, adult, <laughs> I'm adulting. Uh, when, you, uh, when you were younger, or not even when you were younger, but like when HBO would, would show new shows, it would be tough to get into them, but you'd know there'd be like some sex in it. So you'd be like, no, I'll give it a shot and take a look at this. That's how I got into Six Feet Under. Great show. Shout out to Pat Shane. Because there were dead, naked boobs. No, not the dead, naked boobs. Now you gotta clarify. I just did. I yeah, just did. because I because I helped you. Are you are you all <laughs> in? You were just gonna leave it right there, Necro. Are you all in? <laughs> are you buying all. or selling? No, I'm not buying. I'm neither buying nor selling. As Doctor Manhattan said, by a nine, you know, with with neither condemning nor condoning. I <sighs> All right, that's a cop out. All right, when we come back, we go spinning the racks on the new Batman casting. Is it drawing inspiration from a seminal Batman work when we come back? Welcome back to Secrets of the Sire, talking comics, movies, TV, and pop culture every Wednesday night. As we do every Wednesday night, we go spinning the racks, giving you the inside scoop on the comic books that lay the foundation for the movies you're going to enjoy in theaters. Spin the rack, spin the rack. Batman Long Halloween. Batman has multiple villains. This is from ScreenRant.com. So far, a few names have been confirmed for The Batman, starring Robert Pattinson, while others remain rumors or in early talks. Uh, Zoe Kravitz, we announced, was uh, the new Catwoman. Paul Dano will play Riddler. And Westworld's Jeffrey Wright recently was uh, announced as the role of Commissioner Gordon. Very good cast, by the way. That's that's an excellent uh, job. In terms of getting Jeffrey Wright as Commissioner Gordon, I completely see that. I think it's kind of cool. Um, but then there are rumors that Colin Farrell will play the Penguin. Andy Serkis is in discussion to play Alfred Pennyworth. And Matthew McConaughey is talking about taking on the role of Two-Face. 
So now all of a sudden, you don't just have one villain. You don't just have two villains. You have multiple villains. So is this drawing inspiration from Batman Long Halloween, the Jeff Loeb, Tim Sale classic uh, from the very, very early 2000s? Uh, for anybody who doesn't know, Long Halloween was a 13-issue American comic book um, taking place between in the early days of Batman's crime fighting. Uh, it tells the story of a mysterious killer named Holiday who murders people on holidays, one each month, uh, working with District Attorney Harvey Dent, as before he turns into Two-Face, and Captain James Gordon. Batman races against the calendar as he tries to discover who Holiday is. Uh, it launched, actually, the, the, the Jeff Loeb-Tim Sale-like duo uh, they ended up going on to do like Spider-Man Red and Blue and, you know, all these other things. They ended up doing another uh, couple DC stories together, too. I think it's actually what put Jeff Loeb on the map, right? I mean, he had that and maybe Batman versus Superman or Batman and I, Superman. Uh, I think so. I think, right? I think Long Halloween is the one that, that broke him. Yeah. And, and Tim Sale's artwork is just is unbelievable. So buying it, you know, we were talking about Watchmen in the last segment uh, uh, from a, from a stylized point of view, it's just great to to see uh, in general. If this casting is based off the long Halloween, I'm okay with it because I was literally talking to my friend, again, James Massia, getting call outs all over the place uh, today. And he was like, why are they doing like 800 villains? You know, personally, one villain, you don't need more than one villain. Uh, Spider-Man made that mistake of like, let's cram as many villains into these movies as humanly possible. They've been making that mistake since Batman Returns. Yeah. And, and, but if it's that they all kind of have cameos and they're laying the groundwork, I think that's actually kind of a, kind of a cool idea. You know, I mean, you have Matthew, if Matthew McConaughey really will indeed uh, be two-faced down the line, that's kind of cool. Although we've seen that in the Christopher Nolan trilogy. Um, we actually... Sort of saw it in Tim Burton. It never got realized, but they, you know, introduced Harvey Dent, and it was Billy yes. D. Williams, and it could have Lando, been Lando, Lando Dent. Yeah, <laughs> but if that's the case, I kind of like that. If it's if it's kind of jumping around, you know, like in the in the comic book, it uh, it ties into the events that transform Harvey Dent into Batman's enemy, Two Face. Scarecrow shows up, the Joker, Mad Hatter, Poison Ivy. Uh, you know, we get we get a lot of different villains. And I wonder at this point if, um, you know, because comic books culture is so saturated, mainstream culture, that they don't even really need to spend a lot of time introducing these villains. People just kind of know it. Like if you see Poison Ivy on screen, people are not going to be like, oh, I wonder who that is, you know? Mm-hmm. So. Um, it could be, it could be the long uh, Halloween. Who knows? I mean, but the look, I'm sorry. I, I'm still going to. <laughs> I'm still gonna be fairly um, negative about Warner Brothers. Really? Um, yeah, really? I don't give a I don't give a darn about the Joker. I I, I c- congratulations congratulations Warner Brothers with uh, Captain excuse me with Wonder Woman and with Aquaman and with the Joker. Congratulations! Yeah. You're still a circus. You're still you're you're still a mess. Compared to what you have, in, in comparison to what you have, comparing to what you've accomplished, mm-hmm. and a lot of it was by accident. The Joker 
is by accident, and it's actually messing. It's going to mess up your Batman. Yeah, well, that's what they were asking. And Screen Rant, they were saying, can Warner Brothers convince Joaquin Phoenix to sign up for a franchise as the Joker? That would actually ruin no, the Joker for me. It would. It would totally ruin the Joker because it's not. It's technically it gets a, it gets away with not being the Joker. Right. It gets away with all the stuff that's done by not really being the Joker. Right. It also get if it is the Joker, it gets away with all the stuff that it did by being in an alternate universe. Right. Where maybe the Joker is the sympathetic one. You know. Right. It gets away with you know it gets away with a lot of stuff because it's on the outside, it's on the periphery. Yeah. You if you now try to capitalize and they have honestly they have no choice. They have no choice. They've made a billion dollars off of it. Yeah. They will by this week. It will be a billion dollar movie. Right. They actually have no choice but to try to incorporate it somehow or to try to capitalize it, capitalize on it somehow. They have no choice, um, just, just in a business standpoint. And it's a, it was a good decision for them because it made them a lot of money. I can't take it away from them. But in their world building, it's a mess. It, yeah. it messes a lot of stuff up. And the problem with, the, the problem with Batman's villains is that because, and, and as far as I understand it, and I'm, I'm understanding this incorrectly, I already mm-hmm. acknowledge this, the, the Batman versus the Joker hysteria, the Joker yeah. is the mirror opposite of Batman, the two peas in a pod, that started basically in 1990, right. with um, 1989, 1990, with the Tim Burton movie. Now, that's only because, not, not in the comic books, the comic books are a completely different thing, but that catapulted the Joker yeah. Into super villain status, right? right? That, that you know, so Batman really isn't really anything without the Joker. And I'm not, and I mean, you don't have a good Batman drama because all these cinemas, all these movies are looking for cinematic sure. drama. Now, the problem is, you, you, you catapult it off with Jack Nicholson, who's you know, unsurpassed. You, you then add. Mark Hamill, who again gives an unsurpassed performance, and none of none of these character, none of these performances have been surpassed. They've been equaled, right? You know, they've been they've 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 all been added to the pantheon, but they haven't been surpassed. Mm-hmm. You know, nobody's better than than Mark Hamill's Joker. Nobody's better than Nicholson's Joker. Nobody's better than Heath Ledger's Joker. And I will I will give it to um uh, to Joaquin Phoenix. No one will be Joaquin Phoenix's Joker. The Joker is right. apparently this this malleable thing where all you have to do is you. Everybody can have their own different take on it, and it will it will work in some way if you if you actually manage to capture the the the, the imagination of the audience. Um, the joke. The Joker is like your id, right? And and that's yeah. what everyone loves about yes. him. It's just this guy who can just do whatever he wants. I, I, no I tend to think. I I tend to think I have I I'm a little more problematic with uh, Joaquin Phoenix because he's a little less mythical mm-hmm. than the other versions because I mean I think Heath Ledger's Joker is the most mythical because we do not have an origin story for sure. him. He just kind of comes out of nowhere and we never see his face. Yeah, we never see his normal. Well, he's face, also one- he's also more threatening. I mean, and we talked about this on our well, Joker. Yeah, he, he was <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix. He was also the most successful, right? Yeah. Because he pulled everything he he, he set out yeah. to accomplish. He pulled it all off. Yeah. Um, I gotta watch that again. I haven't seen Dark Knight in a long, long time. Yeah. It's not like Toy um, Story. 
where my son watches it over and over again. I just have not, I've not just dove to be, into those. Just to, just to quickly, just to quickly finish this off. Um, the, 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 they, the, Warner Brothers. Words, words, Hassan, use words. Use your words. Warner Brothers has. Uh, That's what I say to my son now. <laughs> use your words. Warner Brothers has attempted to turn every one of the Batman villains into a Joker. They have to lift to to to, to raise them to Joker cal- caliber. Yeah, and it's never worked. They should have each each character. They should have put them on their own pedestal. Right. They should have put the Joker on the Joker's pedestal. They should have put the Riddler on the Riddler's pedestal. Penguin, etc. Not not the Mad Hatter or King Tut or some of those others because, quite honestly, they're. Yeah, well, King Tut's pretty. Yeah, I'm talking about even even Scarecrow. I mean, I'm with you. I'm with you, but I guess again, I think. But they never did. So, you're gonna you're talking about the Penguin's gonna be in this new movie, and um, uh, who else? Who was the Penguin, Riddler, Penguin, uh, Riddler, Two Face, Catwoman, Two Face, and Two Face is not even Harvey Dent's probably not even going to become Two Face in this particular iteration yet if they're smart, right? So, but the the penguin, penguin, and the Riddler are not the Joker. They can do something with them, but if they did something amazing with the penguin, penguin, and the Riddler, mm-hmm. I'm sick. That's why I can't say penguin for some reason. If they do something amazing with the penguin and the Riddler, it will be the first time cinematically they <laughs> managed to do something amazing with the penguin. But you, no, you I made mean, a you made a point though. They tried to do something. Tim Burton tried to do something with Penguin long, long time ago. Come on, uh, come on. The Joel. No, no, it failed. I'm not saying it succeeded. I'm just saying. And then you're going to call out Jim Carrey. I mean, come no, on. No, what I'm saying no, is those haven't. movies were caricatures of the actual characters. That's a different. That's a different thing altogether. I mean, look. This goes back to the Scorsese stuff, right? I mean, at the end of the day, this stuff, you know, these aren't, as adult as we try to make some of these movies, I mean, it's a guy wearing a jacket with a bunch of question marks on it. It's, you know, it's a guy who looks like a penguin, so he calls himself that. It's, it's, a, it's a woman with leaves around her, and she can command, you know, I mean, it's, it's That's what I'm fantastical talking about. I'm the- to, 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 to start with. So to pull it off, I think there's just... It, I'm not saying you can't pull it off. I'm it's been done. They've pulled it harder. off. It's been done. Yes. Yes. But it's, it's also just, it's not an easy feat every single time. It's just, it's not a given every single time. So, all right. We will, uh, we'll see what happens. We'll see as we get more casting rumors. Uh, but I'm actually getting excited for the movie. Next week. After all that. We talked about Mandalorian episode one. Next week, we will talk season one of the Mandalorian. Plus, Heidi McDonald from Comics Beat celebrates 25 years. Uh, She will join us as our special guest next week. We will see you then.